I'd like to share some thoughts from the 91st Psalm. It's a psalm that I try to do daily uh, in terms of speaking it out because I believe it's one of those psalms that we're supposed to um, do daily or do very frequently because God wants us to dwell in a place of safety. Now, I got a prophetic word on this uh, earlier today, and I just want to share some thoughts because sometimes God gives you a word that's a prophetic word. He releases that word, but behind the actual prophetic word, there are more insights and thoughts so that it becomes a message that builds on the inside of you. So he that dwelleth in the secret place, verse 1, of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. But I, I want us to look at, uh, let's look at verse 9, because thou hast made Yahweh, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. This is all about habitation. And the thing that the Lord said to me in the prophetic word, which I've released um, on social media, but the, the word was that we must build our fortress. Build your fortress. And the Lord was sharing in that word that his word is the fortress. Okay? If we will wrap ourselves in the word, then we will be in the eternal realm because God's word is eternal. We, we put ourselves into a place of, in a sense, indestructible safety. The more that we do that with his word, the safer, in a sense, we become because his word endureth forever. His word cannot be destroyed, erased, or in any way, um, you know, it, it can't be fought against. So if you will make the word a fortress that you dwell in. So here, that's what it says here. Uh, you've made Yahweh, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation. Well, how do you do that? Well, prayer is important. Speaking and confessing things is, is vital. What things do we confess? His word. We confess the word of God. And his word becomes a fortress, a refuge, and then the more we do that, we become a haven. We become a refuge. We become a fortress that other people can find safety in. Uh, sitting, in a sense, under our ministry, but really just being with us, just hanging out with us. See, remember Lot hang out with, hung out with Abraham? Now, Lot didn't have the covenant. Lot didn't have the promise of God. Lot wasn't the chosen vessel. He wasn't God's covenant partner. But he had enough sense to know that if he hung out with God's covenant partner, then he would be enveloped in any blessing that Abraham had. So, but here's where I want to go with this. It says here, verse 10, There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. See, I believe that if we would keep that verse before our eyes and keep it in our mouths, then evil would not befall us. Calamity wouldn't come to us. And no plague would come nigh our dwelling. It just wouldn't happen. And that's, that's vital to understand. It's, it's absolutely crucial that we grasp that the more we put the word in our mouths and before our eyes, the eye gate and, of course, the ear gate, 
Faith cometh by hearing. I've been teaching in that recently. Faith cometh by hearing. Which means whatever God's word says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So whatever God's word says, the faith for that, the substance of those things will come to us and we will dwell in them. So God's word is a refuge. God himself is a refuge, but the way to activate that is through verbalization. Meditate, the word day and night, of course, the word meditate has a primarily vocal context. Uh, mutter, roar, speak, sing. So the more that you have God's word in your mouth and before your eyes and going into your ears, you are actually building a fortress. And whatever you are saying, and you know, it works the negative too. So if you're saying uh, things like, oh, I always catch the flu, or, you know, I'm unlucky, or whatever. If you're saying negative things, that's what's, that, that will be your portion. So we have to speak God's word in order to walk in these matters. The thing that we have to understand is that when we spend time meditating his word, the word transports us out of the temporal realm. See, the temporal realm, the realm that is subject to change, the earthly realm, if you want to call it that, the physical dimension, that's where all the problems are. Here on this earth, in the temporal realm, in the space-time continuum. Now, I understand that there are beings from out with that realm, i.e., in the spiritual realm, and I'm talking here about Satan and the fallen angels and demons, I'm talking about the kingdom of darkness, there are creatures in that realm, the spirit realm, you might call it the second heavens, or, uh, you know, there's a dimension or a part of the spirit realm where these uh, denizens of darkness um, are, and, and of course that's connected to earth. But if you go out of earth and beyond this realm into the glory realm, into the heavenly realm, you, you won't have any more trouble because there is no trouble in the heavenly realm, in the glory realm, where God is. You might call it the third heaven. So all our troubles are here in the temporal realm. And in that eternal realm where, where God is, there, are, there is no trouble, no tribulation, no trial, nothing of that nature. No sin, no darkness, no sickness, no poverty, no misery, no death. So when we engage with God's word by speaking it and by wrapping ourselves in it, then we are being lifted out of temporal realities and into eternal realities. We are surrounding ourselves with the glory of God. It's so important that we make that decision what realm we're going to live in. Are we going to live in the realm of trials and troubles and woes and worries, or are we going to live in God's realm? And the means of doing that is through his word, through prayer, through um, the, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, functioning in our lives, lifting us out of temporal problems and into eternal realities. You look at the world right now. Famine, plague, war, destruction. 
wars and rumors of wars, all the things that are going on. If we just stay focused on these things, we watch Sky News, we, we read the newspapers, and especially if you go beyond the mainstream media, because the mainstream media is really just a mouthpiece for um, wicked governmental powers. And I'm not just talking about governments, I'm talking about the powers behind them. If you just listen to that, it's easy to get fear. It's easy to have a spirit of fear. But if we will instead put our focus on God's Word, now it's not wrong to be informed, it's not wrong to know what's going on, it's not wrong to glance at things and, and, and even look at, as I said, not the mainstream media, but the, the media, that the alternative media that's reporting things far more truthfully. But if you just focus on even the alternative media, you may get a more accurate record of what's going on, but the same spirit of fear can still grip you. So we need to be focused on the Word of God. We need to put our attention on God's Word. And here's the key thing. We need to speak what God says about the earth, what God says about the nations, what God says about His kingdom invading the darkness that's all around us. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. We need to be speaking those things. Because uh, see, it's not just about your individual life. It's not just about what's going on with you. And, and it's not just about praying for us four and no more. You know, that parochial, narrow-minded, just us look, uh, outlook, especially in church. If all you ever do is pray about what's going on in your church, no, you need to get the bigger picture. You need to start thinking Ecclesia. You need to start thinking the purpose of God in the earth. You need to start thinking about the Jesus' uh, inheritance as the nations. He is the inheritor of the nations. And you with him as a heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. So we need to get the bigger picture. <coughs> Excuse me. And start entering into the things that God would have us because God doesn't start with just that little, uh, you know, circle around you in terms of your prayer life, in terms of your focus. He, he wants us to have that big picture. So First Timothy chapter 2, pray for all men. Not just your auntie and your best pal and all that stuff. Pray for all men. Pray for kings and those that are in authority. Why? Because God wants nations transformed by his word and by the power of the Holy Ghost. So we have to have the big picture. And so when we're talking here about building a fortress, you, you have to be in a place of where you are impervious to what's going on around you in the nations and uh, more directly in your immediate circle. What's going on right now in, in Ukraine, if you start dwelling on that, meditating on that, thinking about that, the threat, the prospect of nuclear war looks very, very plausible, very real, very almost uh, inevitable. But when you start meditating the word, let me just say this, if you get so much into the word that even if nuclear war is going on all around you, you can still be impervious. Not saying things won't touch you, but they won't destroy you. And let's just be honest. If, 
if a nuclear bomb landed in your head right now and God didn't spare you by a miracle, you'd go straight to glory anyway. <laughs> you know, absent from the body, present with the Lord. So the point is this. Build your fortress. And again, it's an exhortation, as so many of these messages are, to meditate God's word. Put God's word in your mouth so that it goes into your ears. Put God's word before your eyes. Spend serious time speaking the word of God, speaking it over your family, speaking it upon yourself, speaking it upon your business, speaking it upon uh, your community, speaking it upon the church that you go to, speaking it upon your nation, speaking it upon the nations. Ask of me, the word says, and I'll give you the nations for an inheritance. Well, you know, that's a word to Jesus from the Father, but it's also a word to you and I because we want Jesus to inherit what's his. So we can ask. And, you know, I don't think ask means beg. I believe it means make that demand upon God. So build your fortress and be in that place where God will make you impervious, he'll make you indestructible, he'll make you invulnerable. And you know, victory and overcoming isn't just barely making it with the skin of your teeth, it is to be a conqueror, more than a conqueror, a champion, an outright victor in the game of life. And an outright victor in winning the nations for King Jesus. Till next time, the Lord bless you.